opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Time to release your mouse, turn your speakers way up, and hang on to your hard drive. As the SEO rock stars, log on to Rock the Net right out of the stratosphere. Prepare to optimize your Tuesday evening, jamming and spamming with the always highly ranked SEO rock stars. Guaranteed to be a night filled with great memory. Good afternoon, everybody. It is January, February, March 23rd, lunch with the SEO Rockstars, and uh, starting a little bit late this morning, but we got some great topics to cover today, so well worth the wait. How you doing there, Mr. Web Gorilla? Pretty groovy, man. Pretty groovy. Just Pretty got groovy. back to the doctor, got a four-inch needle stuck in my kneecap. It was great. Ooh, fun, fun. Yeah. I'm old now, yeah. so I have arthritis. You have arthritis. That's I do. Good. Osteoarthritis in my left knee, and uh, no more no more sports for you. Oh no, it's cool now. They got this synthetic uh, lubricant stuff. They just like they just, so that's what they just injected in there and yeah, and it replaces uh, the fluid that's not there now because I have arthritis and I'm old. <laughs> so it's cool. Get three I'll shots. On that. Feels, feels like it's brand new, and I'm off to the races. Excellent. That's fantastic. So what's, uh, what's on tap today, man? Oh, we got a lot of stuff. Uh, cloaking hysteria. Cloaking hysteria. We'll we haven't done anything that. really, you know, technical like this in a long time. So we're going to jump in. There's There's been a little bit of buzz on cloaking again recently. And yeah, it is kind of funny how that so works. Well, the definition of the word is changing now. It is. I guess. So if you ever do anything to take consideration of a bot separate as a human it's now cloaking regardless of the end content so we just want to clear a little bit of that up because I think it's silly Such well why don't uh, why don't we just jump in what's the where's the first piece you'd like to go clear up um well there's a couple things we ran did a little video about the webmaster world situation and if you guys are listening I don't know if you remember Matt did a post basically threatening Brett ban him for cloaking, which the funny thing is, is Brett's been delivering content by IP since back when you and I were there. Well, and I think a lot of it, too, there was also a level of just plain old user agent cloaking happening at the same time. Right, right. So basically what happens is because of all the bot issues that Brett deals with, he makes visitors jump through a hoop or two before they can actually see the content to prove that they're humans. Rand did a video on it. Explain it as cloaking, and, and it's just not really. And the reason it's not is because the end content that the human gets is exactly the same as what the bot gets. The only difference is the humans have to prove to themselves, prove to the site that they're an actual human before they can see it. Um, and I think the biggest misconception about it is that Brett was requiring people to register, pay money, subscribe in order to get the content. And I don't think that's true. 
He does have that well, on page. It's not. It's, it's not the... There, it's but he's got uh, a free account. You can just log in and see the content. So the page is a little deceptive. It gives the impression that that's the case. But as far as I know, Brett has never, ever forced anybody to pay $299 to see a post that was indexed by Google. It just has never happened. No, I agree um, with you on that. Um, and you've got to keep in mind, too, there's, there's two levels of subscription at Webmaster World. One is the paid level, and the other is just be registered so you can see the content. It's always looking right. for Right, and that's really all the case it is. And, and it's a, it can be somewhat annoying, like what used to annoy me, and he's made some changes, but uh, you know, I subscribe to his feed. But when I hit the feed, feed always 404s, or it used to 404 because I'm not logged in. So I have to hit the 404 page, or then I got to log in, and then I got to go back to the feed and click on the link. And after I log in, it doesn't take me to the right page, of course. Um, not, not, not doing a, he's not doing the pass-through properly. Right, right. So that seems to be cleared up. So the way it works now is he does show you the page from the search results, and I think he gives you one or two more pages you can click through um, before you get asked to log in. Um, so I guess my big question is, at what point in cloaking go beyond the definition of giving different content to the bot? Because that's, that's not happening here. No, uh, absolutely it's not. And, I and, mean, and that, is, that is the classic definition. And, it, I mean, it really came out of the, uh, you know, early, the early, early days of, of you know, the, the bait and switch on, you know, non-related terms to adult content and, and so forth. And you know, yeah, well, and the bigger picture is, is the New York Times issue. And you know what? We should actually get Marshall on the phone. Now, that would be box. great. Uh, That'd be great. Maybe on the break, try to call him, see if we can rustle him up and ask him some questions about it. But the New York Times has been doing it forever. And basically... They let Google index content that you must be a subscriber to see. It doesn't cost any money to subscribe, but you land on the page and you don't get it. So um, is that cloaking? I don't think so, really. No, not, uh, not in the definition that I understand it to be. And if it is, should it be something that is not allowed? I don't know if it's good enough for the New York Times. Why can't Brett do it? Um, you know... Or just giving the page, you know, what if you just serve, here's what's kind of common too, or another approach that maybe Brett would, should do other than having the thing saying, pay me 300 bucks, is a simple captcha, right? Mm-hmm. You click on the link, you land on a page and say, hey, type this in and verify you're a human and then I'll show you the page. Um, and it's very common practice. I mean, the thing is, is the kind of stuff Brett's doing happens all the time across, you know, it's the kind of stuff that we spend a lot of time doing with large companies. Um, we, and I say this over and over, we use some form of IP detection in almost everything we do on big, large sites because the way that we, the architecture of the site, the way that we serve the site is a little different to accommodate how the bots work. Um, you know, we strip out things like links that allow you to sort products, right? All that stuff that creates near duplicate content and all that nightmare. Um, big project we're doing right now. Same kind of thing. I mean, we when we hit those pages, we go through the whole entire site and we kind of track down everything that might create a problem for the bot. And we serve when we serve it to the bots, we don't give them the links that cause the problems. Um, and we do that based on IP because it's the best way to do it because it's none of 
our competitors' business, what we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the question becomes, is that bad or is that cloaking? I don't think so. I think we're okay with that. We are actually uh, going to play the audio of Rand's video. He gave us permission Which to won't do, do it justice, by the way. It won't, quite. I've posted the link up. If you, if you head over to his blog, you can find it easily enough. And I posted the link up in the chat room to the actual blog entry. You can, uh, you can go and actually watch the whole video. He's holding a whiteboard and actually drawing pictures of bots and stuff like that. So it's kind of interesting to watch. We were going to um, wait till after a break, just for timing-wise, to get it set up with the studio. But we did start a little bit late, so we are about where break time would be. Ping the studio. We'll see if we got the the audio ready to go, and I will dig up uh, Marshall's phone number and see if we can't track him down and see if he's able to come chat with us today as well. So sit tight, folks. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Stick around. SEO Rockstars. We'll be back after this short break. Decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearch media.com today marketingexperiments.com learn how we increase traffic by 446 percent with our google adwords campaign while reducing cost per click by 58 percent at marketingexperiments.com marketingexperiments.com log on and register for our interactive sem certification course today and discover how to build target and maximize ad campaigns like an expert through our proven paid search optimization formula marketingexperiments.com for details see marketingexperiments.com slash ppc Marketing Experiments. Discover what really works. Live from the karaoke bar at the Starlight Lounge in New York City, let's hear it for the musical song stylings of Mr. Johnny Brasco. SCS New York is coming back to town. The babes, the parties, it's the hippest place around. No speakers, pleasure seekers at the Hilton. What a week for meeting all your friends. It's the show that never ends. SCS New York is coming, roaring back to town. Webmaster Radio is there. 
interviewing, streaming live all day from the floor. SES New York. SES New York. Hey, it's SES New York. SES New York, April 10th of the 13th at the Hilton New York. Log on to searchandustrategies.com for more details. Catch the live coverage on webmasterradio.fm. All right, all right, let's hear it. Johnny Brasco, Johnny Brasco, ladies and gentlemen. Warning, listening to webmasterradio.fm daily may cause webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. Webmasterradio.fm, stay up with us all night long. Webmasterradio.fm, we're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to SEO Rockstars. Let's rock. Here's your host. All right, and we are back, and I've been given word from the studio that we have the audio ready to roll um, on the cloaking video. So we're just going to fire that up, and uh, then we'll talk about it some more. Okay, hi everyone. Uh, so Scott and, and Rebecca and Jane had some questions about uh, the scrapers that scrape SEO moss, and I tried to use Brett Tabke and Webmaster World as an example, uh, and, and there was some confusion around that. So I want to try and explain the principles of of how scrapers work, why they're a problem, and uh, why Brett Tab is doing. Uh, what we can all agree is, is basically cloaking for the engines in order to avoid the problems of scrapers. Okay, so what is Brett Tabke worried about? Well, so here's a, a Google result for like some content at Webmaster World, right? It's it's this thing called blog suck, right? Maybe it's a post up there. And, and it's good stuff and people search for it. Webmaster World has hundreds of thousands of posts on it, so you can imagine that a whole lot of content uh, exists there. So... This is Webmaster World content on another domain. Basically, it's been scraped by these guys, the Black Hats, and then repurposed into the Google results, oh, which just sucks. Um, obviously, with, with SEO Moz, we have the same issue, right? We have 40 or 50 different unique domains that are scraping all of our content from our feed, putting it on their own domain. Some of them repurpose it. Some of them don't even bother. Um, some of them are even legitimate. Some of them have said, hey, can I translate your posts into Spanish or French or I think someone wanted to do it in Portuguese and Polish. And, I, and I've always said yes to that. That's fine with me. But what, what is a problem is when people steal search traffic that should be going to SEO mods through the Google search results or Yahoo or MSN. That's frustrating. So here's what Brett Tabke does to avoid this. When you come from a Google search to Webmaster World or if you're Googlebot and you come to Webmaster World, or you're a scraper, a spammer, and you come to Webmaster World, you get his little cloaking filter. It looks at your IP address, and then it says, ha-ha, you are Googlebot. Googlebot, you get real Webmaster World content. Um, if you are not Googlebot, 
um, or, or Yahoo or, or someone similar, if you're not a whitelisted IP, then you get the sign up landing page, right? We've all seen it in the results. You get, you know, sign up at Webmaster World for $299 a year and, and you'll get this, you know, access to the membership. Okay, so th that's a pretty interesting way to make sure that a lot of people are signing up at Webmaster World to get access to this, this cool content. Um, but Brett's claim isn't that we're cloaking in order to get more signups. It's we're cloaking so that these people, these scrapers, don't get to put us in their results. That seems reasonable, fair enough. Obviously, there's very, very few people who use this strategy. But uh, at the same time, I think, you know, as Brett has shown in his uh, robust.txt blog on Webmaster World, there is definitely a lot of hard-hitting scrapers that are trying to get to the, the content there and scrape it. All right. That's the end. Thanks, folks. All right. I guess that's it. <laughs> that was awesome. That was fantastic. Filled uh, about three minutes of our show today. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Rand. We love you, man. Um, so it kind of brings on the bigger question. And since this is a common... Well, there's a couple things. The scraping thing is kind of ridiculous because with the whole trust and authority thing, I don't think anybody else is going to take Brett's content and outrank him for it. Right? So... No, I know he hates the scrapers, and he's obsessed with battling them. I don't think there's a real negative impact to it happening anymore. I think Google's figured out pretty pretty well how you know who's the most authoritative site and where that content belongs. So that's the first point. Um, but the second point is whether or not it's legitimate, and whether or not you should be able to do that as a site owner and whether or not it should fall under the evil topic and get branded with that terribly evil word, word cloaking, and I, I don't think it is, because in the big picture, what the human does ultimately end up getting and what you see with the bot is the same thing. And you're not charging money to do that. So it's just creating a, a separate entry point, one more step that the human visitor has to go through to verify that they are there for good purposes. And I don't really see the problem with that. Now, what's interesting is I'm not, so I've been poking around a little bit here while the video is on, and I'm not logged in to Webmaster World. It shows me as Welcome to Webmaster World guest from my IP address. Yeah. And uh, so I went to Google, did a site colon Webmaster World, and pulled up, you know, however many hundreds of thousands of pages are listed in there. And I've been clicking on them, and I'm getting pages perfectly fine. Yeah, he, he's definitely changed it. I mean, I think the biggest thing he had going against him was the impression that he was charging money to get the content, even though that's not true. And that seems to have gotten lost in the whole discussion. Um, the page was somewhat deceptive because the page does give the impression that you do need to pay. But if you're already a member and you just log in, you get the content just fine. So the bigger question is, you know, New York Times has been doing something similar to that for a long, long, long time. But and and the media post is the same way, right? You have to yep. be logged in. Um, I know that in their RSS, if you get the feed from them, it's labeled that it's a subscription required, isn't it? Yes, it is. So I think you know Google needs to off honor that or do something. Well, I mean, it is. 
it, it is a little, uh, it's annoying when, you know, you especially when you're reading at, at a thread watch or a forum or something like that. And so it's, hey, this, this article from, on New York Times about this, that, or the other thing. And you click on it and, yeah, you don't get it. And you have to jump through the hoops of signing in and, and, and doing that sort of thing. But, you know, it, I don't really have a big problem with the, with the idea of it. It's a little bit annoying, but I think it's perfectly legitimate for companies like that to have, I mean, there's value for them having subscribers, and there's not as much value for them as saying, just here's all our content for free. Right. And, and, this, and this wasn't a problem back before it, it really happened. It used to just be that, you know, there were some significant sites out there that you just had to log in, and, and that was that. And they had nothing listed in the search engines and, and so forth. And then there was, there was actually um, deals struck between some of these companies and the search engines to allow the search engines to deep crawl the sites and index the, you know, the, the, the hidden web is, is where a lot of this Visible stuff is Visible web, yeah, exactly. And so, so all of a sudden, so it's like, okay, we're going to have an actual program, and Google's going to work with us to index our content so that it can be listed in the search engines, um, but we're still going to have this sign up, sign in to access the content. And so at, at that point in time, it was, well, of course it's okay. The search engines are giving it a, a pass and working with these companies to get at this content while still respecting the fact that these it's subscriber-based content. And then as yeah, soon as... Do you think the engine you know, has an obligation to notify the searcher that the content, that the link that they're clicking on is going to take them to something that requires some kind of registration? Like it happens in the news feeds. Because mm -hmm. I know it was, but, for me, like the New York Times thing, when I see new, I don't click on it. I go somewhere else because I don't want to take the time to register. Right. And I know one of my buddies will send me the article for free. <laughs> Later, right? That's how I read media post. I don't ever set up an account. I just get people, you see this? No, here, let me check it out. Um, so, you know, I think there's something to the argument that maybe it should be, I mean, talk about a revenue model for the engine. Yeah. Maybe maybe they are getting paid under the table from people like New York Times. I mean, I would think that'd be great. And there's a kind of paid inclusion that doesn't impact the results, right? You you only let the content be viewed by registered users. Great idea. Um, but if you want us to come in and crawl that content, present it in search results, we're going to label it and you have to pay us to do that. Well, the, the labeling issue is, is, is where it starts to get interesting because where, where does the, that obligation ultimately lie? Uh, you know, are you going to... I mean, the easiest thing would be to do is, okay, we're, we're cloaking, quote-unquote cloaking, for the bots. So let's give them a title tag that says it has subscriber content in it or, you know, something like that or some way to... or some sort of proprietary tag where the engines can, can flag it. But, it's a meta tag, right? Yeah, I mean we're 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 in a world of custom meta tags now. No ODP, no Yahoo directory tags, you know all these kinds of things. It would be really a piece of cake to do something like that. Um, but I don't know that it's that big a deal. I mean it's really not that far removed from websites where the front page says choose your country. Or, right, you know, right. And here's the thing: type in your zip code to access our website. You're just ask, asking all visitors to verify and prove they're a trusted visitor. 
Google does that based on their IP block, right? Mm-hmm. That's all Google has to do is show up from IPs that we know as Google, and we say, hey, you're always welcome subscriber here at our site. Mm-hmm. We know it's you. We've been able to verify that you're not a forged thing because you can't really forge an IP address. So they get to come in. New visitors, we're not sure. So we make them, you know, we check IDs at the door before we let you see the content. And that was, and that was all, I mean, Brett stood by that argument. He, he really never wavered in his argument about the whole thing. And, I mean, it's, what he was doing is exactly that. He's saying, okay, we know who the legitimate spiders are because we have their IPs. So that's easy to take care of. The rest of the world, okay, there's, we have issues with um, specific geographic areas, China, Russia, so forth. That's fairly easy to take care of as well. But then you have the masses coming in from all manner of IPs, and how do you deal with all that? I mean, you can throttle on page views and, you know, this and that sort of thing, but the easiest thing is to just say, look, if you're not on the list of people that we allow in, all you got to do is tell us who you are. It's kind of like having a party with a bouncer at the door. <laughs> no different than right. many, many SES parties. <laughs> right. It's my party, and I can check IDs at the door if I want. Not a big deal. So, but at, and moving on on the whole cloaking hysteria, we have the Marketing Pilgrim article. Now we have link cloaking. Link cloaking. And that's a bad thing. Um, let me drop it in here. Uh, what, when was this? This was a couple days ago. 21st. Pilgrim had a post talking about what, what we like to refer to here as conditional redirection. <laughs> but that's the link cloaking. And the gist of it is, is Jeremy's explaining how linking can get used to, um, in his mind, cloak backlinks. Um, and the idea being that what he's implying is that when you 301 a link to another site, or you take a page and you set up, set up a 301, um, we've talked about a lot here, the anchor text belongs to the original page, gets transferred to the new page. Right. There's well, we've talked about that, that a thousand times on this show. Yeah. So we've talked. So that's not really anything new. Um, and during that process, it takes a while for that those transferred links to show up in the backlinks. So the theory behind this post is that that's a form of cloaking. You're cloaking your links and preventing your competitors from seeing what you're really doing, um, and that's a bad thing. Okay, so but it's not, it's not cloaking your links. It's, it's taking advantage. I mean, if you are trying to hide your links, all that that is doing is taking advantage of a lag period until it catches up with you. Right, and here's the thing that he's missing in the article. It's the fact that people can't see it is not true because Yahoo will instantly display the, the redirection. So you can find them in Yahoo Site Explorer. So they're not really hidden. Um, that's why we exclude Yahoo from that. <laughs> uh, you know, so it's, but here's the thing. So the conditional redirect, when you do redirect for a bot but not for a human, is that, in a sense, cloaking. Um, you know, we use it, and here's how we use it. To me, a 301 is like a, a robot's tech exclusion on steroids, <laughs> Right. 
So we absolutely do use it in situations where the traditional answer would be, well, you should just exclude that. And I'll give you an example. Uh, HTTPS versus HTTP, okay? So we have clients, for example, who when they're logged in, they'll copy and paste a URL from the site and they'll drop it in their blog and they'll link to it and they won't even notice that because they were logged in, they're on a secure server and there's an S, right? Mm-hmm. So we could certainly block that or, or whatever. What happens is links actually get developed for this, these pages out there. We don't want to prevent a human from necessarily landing on that because if they're logged in, you know, they need to be on that page anyway. So rather than take page and exclude it, we do a conditional redirect. So we tell Google, it's like, hey, for you, this page is moved. It really sits over here and that's the only place we want you to index it at. Um, so... But if a human lands on it, we're going to let them view the content there. There's no reason not to. The uh, same thing for cleaning up duplication. Uh, if you have a setup where you take your content and put it out on the web for you know vendors or suppliers, you let people replicate your content, um, and they're, they're they're creating duplicate content out there, and you always run the risk that uh, you have a setup where, you know, you're hosting content for somebody else, they have greater page rank or whatever, and you don't want your content being credited to somebody else, right? Well, conditional redirection helps fix that. You get the credit for the links that get built to the content that's actually yours. And humans get to see it on the address that it is. Now, could you exclude that site by robots text? Yeah, you could. Um, so am I... Am I getting some SEO benefit by using front? Absolutely. Is it wrong and evil? I don't think so. Definitely not. And then there's, you know, of course, then there's all the legitimate. I mean, we, we have this argument all the time. Cloaking is just, as soon as you say cloaking, it's, oh, it's evil and it's bad. And it's, it's black hat technique and it's taking advantage of this and tricking the engines and hiding stuff from users. And, I mean, there's perfectly legitimate cases. We, we run a, a SEO for a large brand that, rebuilt their entire shopping site in Flash. I mean, the nice thing was all the, uh, all the products have unique URLs. It's not just one giant Flash movie. So we have all these, all these tens of thousands of pages that are all Flash with a, a title tag at best. And so what we did was we just generated an HTML page at all the same addresses. And so it's just simply JavaScript detected. You have the flash; it plays the flash. If you don't, it loads the HTML page. And the trick to that, though, is if you want to be on the good white hat side of it, the pages are exactly the same, letter for letter. Right. So there's there's absolutely no reason to be concerned about any sort of penalty with that because the search engines, I mean, they are happy with that because they're going, well, we don't know what this page is about, but it's on a site that is a big brand, and we we want that content. So we're giving them that content. And then we, we took it one step further and, and did it just for the bots because it was becoming a server load issue. But, uh, but that aside, I mean, perfectly legitimate use of cloaking in the, in the classic sense of it. It's actually not cloaking in the classic sense of it. <laughs> True. You're not manipulating content to gain advantage. You're not serving the bot different content than what a human gives. Mm-hmm. Presentation, to me, doesn't count. Right? I mean, it's like... Uh, you know, it's like our WordPress template. We have a WordPress plugin that serves the content in a different template to the bot. It's all stripped down. 
And the advantage of that is, is I can set up how I want my titles to be structured in that template. And if I decide to try a new layout or a new design, for I don't have to spend the time going through recoding all the title tags and all that kind of stuff. I can mess with the front end, the visual part for humans, and be confident that Google will always get the content in the way that I, you know. And ours is user agent based, so it's not something that we make an attempt to hide. But it is different. We present the content in a different format, you know, to the bots. I mean, um, not so sure that's uh, something that should be treated as evil. Um, but the, the Marketing Pilgrim article, it's, you know, I get the impression that Jeremy hasn't spent a lot of time actually playing with this stuff because it's not 100% accurate. Um, but it's a pretty cool article if you want, you know, a little more in-depth of ways that you can use that kind of stuff. There's actually one other, one other piece of of cloaking that we've started to look at, and there's uh, there's a company out there called Offermatica. It's a multivariate testing company, and there's there's other companies out there that do the same thing. And basically, what you do is you cordon off the marketing modules on your page, and then you set up so you have you know related products section, and then you have. Uh, the picture of the product, maybe the picture is a guy on a computer. Uh, and so what you do is you line up other iterations of that page. It's like a A-B testing on steroids. And so every time the page loads, it loads a different combination of the marketing modules, a guy on a computer, a girl on a computer, a computer by itself, different related products, slightly different promotional copy, that sort of thing. And the reason that I want to cloak that out is... Because let's say I've got number one for my big money term on Google. If I go messing with the copy on the page from a conversion standpoint, I may lose my number one ranking. It may slip. So I want to keep that ranking, but I want to bump my conversion. I'm not gaming anything. I'm not trying to manipulate my ranking. I'm simply trying to keep the ranking that I feel I rightfully deserve and that I currently have. Well, it's no different than what you do with paid advertising. And, you know, we used to do this a lot early, you know, 2000, 2001, all the time, because back then things were a bit more page-oriented, so changing the copy absolutely did impact, you know, positions. Nowadays, it, it really depends on what the phrase is, and, you know, I think if you're a bigger trusted site, when you get in that trust club, SEO gets far more back to the old school of being about on the page, Right. That's pretty much what Google is saying is, you know, in a lot of situations, we'll take on-page criteria on an old trusted site and make that more important than off-page criteria for a newer site. So in that situation, it's a great thing to do. Once you find the page that the bot likes, we want to keep that page and we want to serve it to the bot and let it stay there, but we want to test on the top end to a human changing the copy. Now, that gets into real kind of traditional kind of cloaking because you run in a situation where you potentially, what happens when your test turns out that a different version of the page works best for humans? Then you, you have a back, decision to make. you that back to the bot and see where it lands? No. <laughs> of course not. So at that point, that's when you become a true cloaker. Yeah. Um, but when you think about it, you're allowed to do that in PPC all the time, right? Oh, for sure. And that's because the content on the page doesn't 
necessarily impact your ranking, other than these quality score stuff. So you might even start finding um, that happening on a pay-per-click level. Mm-hmm. But on the, on the pay-per-click level, if if you don't care and are willing to share the conversion data, like turn on conversion tracking for your AdWords, right. that rolls back in to your, your quality score. Yeah, that's so a hook, it could, it? It, I mean, it, in, in pay-per-click world, it could turn out to be a much better thing for you when you find that sweet spot for conversion. That could benefit you in your ad placement. Um, but what about this? What if the, the tweaks you need to make on the page to get the great quality score impact conversions. There's less conversion. So Google's spidering those pages, right? It's an automated thing, that conversion, that quality score. Yep. So, so in that case, could you not build a page that optimizes the quality score, feed it to Google, and then let humans land on a different one? I don't see why not. seems like a perfectly good solution to me. It does to me, too. I <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's, it, it, at the end of the day, what this is all about, and and what SEO is all about, and what PPC is all about, and this whole thing is about, are we maximizing our revenue or our return on spend or what, whatever metric you want to measure? But it comes down to the dollars. It's not to the clicks. It's not to where you rank. It's are you making the money? And right. so if I mean you you got to play that game to a certain extent, and it, it seems completely arrogant of, of a search engine to insert themselves into that process and make decisions about your landing pages on, on an algorithmic basis, no less. Not like people are looking out there and, and making a, you know, a subjective call. They're, they're doing this objective algorithmic analysis of landing pages and saying, well, this doesn't line up with what we think is a good landing page. And really, shouldn't that but be left up But it's a great landing us? page if you're willing to pay ten times as much for the click. That's right. what that whole thing is so asinine. It's all about creating quality for our users. Unless, of course, you're willing to pay us a whole lot of money, then you can put whatever shit page up there you want. <laughs> We're just going to charge you ten dollars a click instead of a dollar a click. If you're cool with that, we're cool with that, and the user, who cares? So that's a whole <laughs> other racket. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. is like, don't... These definitions that are coming out about cloaking, I think to the average person, they get scared away from using... potentially using technology that will dramatically improve their bottom line. And you shouldn't take it so literally because just because the word cloaking is used does not mean that what you want to do is inherently bad or evil or would be considered bad or evil even if an engineer looked at it. So. Well, and, and, and this kind of boils down to, as well, like everybody, the, the whole argument about black hatting and cloaking and, and all this and that, years ago, it was, you know, it was, there, there was a lot of bait and switching going on and, and, and that sort of thing back in a world of getting paid for banner impressions. Oh, those are great days. The, the good old days. It didn't matter what the user came to your site from. If that banner loaded, you got a penny or whatever it was. Yeah. And so that's, that's why we had all this misdirection. You'd go search for Mickey Mouse and you'd get an adult site full of banners and stuff and everybody's making money. Well, that, those days are entirely gone and we're in a world of, of sales and conversion and sign-ups, cost per leads, 
um, where everything is being much more validated. So nobody's really out there being evil with any of these tactics anymore. It's just trying to be at the top of the ranking to sell your product, which if somebody is searching for it and you're number one, who cares how you got there if the person found the product they wanted and bought it from you? That person's happy they got what they wanted. You're happy that you got paid for selling it to them, and the search engine should be happy that their user was happy. Because real users don't view source code. Exactly. And it should stay that way. So on that high note, let's, uh, let's take one more break, and we'll come back okay. and wrap up the last little bit of the show. Talk Monkey boy. <laughs> Stick around. SEO Rockstars. We'll be back after this short break. working hard enough for you now park your portfolio at revenuedirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic with revenue directs proven domain monetization service you'll experience better payouts more options and smart optimization sign up free now at revenuedirect.com it's that easy revenue direct make more money period it's a no-brainer. Reaching customers everywhere they search is smart business. However, reaching them through web and mobile search as well as free directory assistance with effective pay-per-call advertising is, well, ingenious. Ingenio Pay-Per-Call delivers highly targeted phone call leads to businesses looking for new customers. And the advertising business only pays per new customer lead. Call 1-800-705-0632 today to ask about your free trial or go to ingenio.com slash web radio that's ingenio.com slash web radio ingenio simply ingenious know how to get the best return on your advertising dollar clicksore.com yeah ever since we began marketing with more precise content target technology from clicksore.com we've seen a huge jump in visitors converting to buyers for just over one third of a cent per view to get over 300 categories unlimited keywords and ad placement on over 100,000 sites click on clicksore.com today that's clicksor.com your bottom line will thank you clicksore.com delivers where it matters for you Marketing payouts lacking green, leaving you seeing red? Get your business in the black with NeverBlueAds.com. Sign up with NeverBlueAds.com today and earn an additional $200 for the first $200 generated. Get ready to flash those pearly whites with unique campaigns, real-time stats, great personal service, and high payouts on time every month from NeverBlueAds.com. Results for advertisers, income for affiliates, everybody wins with a better marketing experience, NeverBlueAds.com. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. And now, WebmasterRadio.fm proudly presents Inspirational Moments by David Naylor. 
So it's like, kind of like, I have this medium rare steak, and in the UK, that's like pink in the middle. This, this fuck is like still mooing. So it comes over, and it's like, the manager's like, yeah, we cook our steaks like a little bit less than like normal people. And like, dude, it's like burnt on the outside, and you've left it raw in the middle. That's a fine art there, right in itself. <laughs> I mean, and it is, and it's like, how do you burn something without cooking it? How? You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I th- how, dude? It's like... <laughs> For more inspirational moments with David Naylor and Mikkel DeMint every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Strike Point, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Start your search engine and set your servers into overdrive. It's WebmasterRadio.fm steering you into the winner's circle. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to SEO Rockstars. Let's rock. Here's your host. All right, we are back. Uh, I know, I know, Mr. Kapke doesn't want to get involved in the discussion, but I'm just going to give a shout out to uh, to Brett for tuning into Rockstars. It's kind of nice of him to stop by. It's good if it tunes in on days we're defending him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Make up for days if we ever picked on him for anything. Oh, we never would have done that. No. No. <laughs> I think he's awesome. He's my most favorite cloaker I know. <laughs> Anyways, we, uh, we got just a little bit of time left here, and uh, there was one last topic I thought that we should discuss, and that's, uh, that's our good friend, uh, Mr. Matt Mullenweg, Mr. WordPress himself. He has, uh, he's made the news today. I made news a few days ago, but it's starting to starting to make its rounds. Yeah, he's the Mister Righteous dude now. Uh, well, you, you, guys you can afford to be when what you were originally doing that was so evil, you didn't know it was evil, right? I guess, and he's seen the light. So is, is ignorance defense? Matt is now has officially banned um, the review blogging review sites from WordPress dot com, right? So no more uh, no more pay per post. If you are blogging on the WordPress dot com hosted blog platform, no more uh, pay for post. No more review me for any of you folks. And if you disclose that you're doing that, they'll boot you off. Correct. That is my understanding. So fine, register. And and by the way, if, WordPress is the easiest thing in the world to install on a server. Why in yeah. God's name are you blogging on WordPress.com? Well, I'll tell you are why. You... Well, here's the thing. It sucks because they, they do police it, but the, the trust authority in that domain is pretty amazing. So Because everybody blogs on it. Yeah. So here's what you do. You go out, and then you get your uh, 20,000 crap links, wherever you want to get them. You put up your uh, little affiliate offer page on WordPress.com, and then you 301 those links at WordPress.com, and bam. You know, it's up for it's almost instantaneous. 
you get awesome rankings, and then somebody there finds it and suspends your account. There you go. Very, very no, but, strict about the monetization. But even in the short term, it seems to me a way better way to make a few bucks than to uh, get your $20 for a, a paper post or your couple hundred bucks for a Review Me article. Yeah, and I, I get the fact that it's his domain and he can do, you know, whatever he wants, but being the guy that got into bed with our buddy Hot Nacho, wasn't the guy's name? I believe it was. Hot Nacho, I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, Matt gets into a contract with, uh, which is even worse than selling links because you're selling trust. It's trust spam is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. So in the engine. So Matt hosted 200,000 cheesy articles with AdSense on them for a guy named Hot Nacho, and he got paid all kinds of money, and the only reason he's not still doing it is because some self-righteous blogger ratted him out. And he got booted for a day, got, you know, like the eight-hour penalty that none of us have ever been able to get. And uh, he got put back in, but of course Hot Nacho got totally torched, like napalm style. Wiped out. Everything the guy owns got buried because he was the true evil one, and Matt was just an innocent... Uh, I didn't know. I'm, I'm new to this. I just write software. Yeah, so he made the money, and he did the thing, so now... He, it's his job to rat it out anybody else that's making money. I don't know. It's all pretty silly to me. Yeah, so it's uh, you can read over at Photomat. Put the post up in the room there. Photomat.net. It's uh, the March. But don't 15th. comment because he's removing comments that aren't flattering to himself. The, so. the comments are great, though. I couldn't agree more, Matt. You did the right thing. That was Mr. Pratt. Mr. Aaron Pratt posted that. Of course he did. And uh, we got one here. Preach on, brother. They're just spammers. Preach on. Can I get a witness? Good stuff. (laughs) We should have Aaron Pratt on the show. That'd be some fun. Let's track him down. Yeah. He he seems bitter sometimes. That his blog doesn't rank or, you know, he's very uh, interested in the weird rankings that blogs get. The adult term stuff you get fired off for. Yeah. Speaking of like adult terms, stuff, one, 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 one last thing. One last thing, and then we'll wrap up the show here. And uh, so, so Shoe Money, our good buddy Shoe Money, apparently there's some, some hot rising porn star based in Nebraska. <laughs> really? There is. And uh, uh. so... And then, and the word is that that she makes she's got her own little website and she does like a, over a million dollars a year in subscription fees. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so Shu is going to have her. Uh, he's going to he's going to have an uh, audio video interview with her at some point in the next couple weeks. Tua. <laughs> and uh, and so this so this gets punted over to Threadwatch and uh, you know gets cross promoted there. And there's this big discussion going on about, oh, it'll be so great, you know, to get some insight from somebody that's making money in the most competitive space on the Internet. Right. So I couldn't let that slide by. I had to go over there and post that, uh, in my opinion, the adult space doesn't even make the top five for, com- for competition. Uh, yeah. Well, here's the thing about the adult space that makes it unique is that the long tail, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the long tail argument. For the most part, that was invented by SEOs who suck. But 
It is. Oh, yeah, we, we focus on the long tail. Well, <laughs> money's all sitting in the head, but whatever. Uh, in the adult space, what seems to be interesting from my chats with people that do it, because I don't personally do it, but when I've seen like these keyword lists, there's the long tail and the niche traffic for... I saw phrases of, I still can't figure out what it means, and I don't want to know, kind of thing. <laughs> so, from that standpoint, I think there's a ton of places where people can make money, but it's just weird, freaky, niche kind of stuff. Well, so, and, and that's exactly what I—that's exactly what I posted over at Threadwatch was the the money, the the terms, the money making terms, the breadth of money making terms in adult is is huge. It's absolutely massive. You've got all the names, all the body parts, all the—I mean, it's just the combinations yeah. are just about endless, and they all. Make money. They'll convert. To degree, and they all convert. You don't so see you got that in other see. spaces, and that's what gets lost in the whole the glorious long tail argument. Yeah, let's yeah, talk about every payday loan. Has a lot of phrases, but a lot of industries only have two or three phrase combinations that ever convert. Exactly. You look at you look at pharmacy, look at payday loans, look at mortgages. I mean, coming from the coming, right. coming from the pharmacy space. I mean, Phenermine, buy Phenermine, Phenermine online. That was it. Well, it's like in the, in the credit space, okay? Having a meeting with uh, one of the big players in the credit reporting space, and they have this huge, you know, all kinds of search phrases taking place with the word credit report in it. And, and you know, I'm looking at how they're doing overall, and they're doing really, really well on a global kind of thing. And basically, my my question them was like why would you want to hire us you're doing great and their response was 90, 95% of our revenue comes from two phrases Yep. and on those two phrases we're not doing as well as we could and we're willing to pay a sick amount of money to move up one spot literally one or two spots absolutely um, because there's no money in the long tail and that's just the way that industry is. And there's a lot of industries like that. So I would totally agree from that standpoint that the adult is not in the top five competitive-wise. Well, and, the, and the last thing I'll close on here is, is uh, you know, Shoe's looking at it from not so much from an SEO perspective, but from a marketing perspective. You know, how do you grow revenue? How do you get new subscribers? And <laughs> she's a hot, naked chick. And what, yeah, what more What's do you the need The question to do? about getting subscribers. I mean, is there going to be specific details? I think that the question we should interview Shu about is, how is it his wife is so tolerant with <laughs> that kind of behavior? There's, uh, sure, uh, you remember uh, our old buddy Digital Ghost? Yes. I was chatting with him a little bit about the, the Threadwatch uh, link, and uh, he says one of, one of his friends that runs some adult sites says, uh, basically he goes, Naked women draw links, and every year there's a brand new batch of thirteen-year-olds. <laughs> That's brutal. So you have you have a, you have a never-ending marketplace for that stuff. But anyways, that uh, that about wraps up our time today, man. Yeah, next week I think we'll grab a guest and uh, maybe get into some supplemental results tracking stuff too. Sounds like a plan. Let's get off to Beer Friday. Absolutely. Have a good weekend, man. <laughs>